Hi, my name is Monica Gleberman. I'm Victoria Dupuy. And you're listening to Silence Onset Podcast. Today's episode is a very exciting one. We have Cyrus, Aramis, and Nicole from the new movie Runt here today. They're going to be talking all things about the mystery thriller movie, which is now playing in theaters. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out and enjoy the interview. I have so many questions so I'm going to jump in because I am limited I know with time and you guys are probably doing this all day so I wanted to know to kind of start off um Nicole and Cyrus for your yes characters, you know obviously this movie deals clearly with bullying and a lot of stuff that goes on throughout the course of the film in your opinion why do you think neither of your characters really get involved or reach out to somebody when they start to see how like spiraling throughout the film. Um, I I could say um, with confidence that the reason Borgie doesn't is because he's afraid to. Um, unfortunately, I remember uh, when I was going to school, if I was getting bullied, um, it took my friends a lot of um, a lot of confidence in order to um, to to talk to someone else about it or or be a witness. Um, unfortunately, it is a very you know cowardly thing not 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 standing up for someone else. And Borgie um, doesn't because uh, Borgie is susceptible to bullying and he's bullied throughout the film by the same people that bully Cal. Even beforehand, it's insinuated that he's messed with. Then Cal gets messed with. So as soon as Borgie, uh, in in Borgie's perspective, gets caught up in the fire, then he's gonna he's gonna not only be in this endless spi- spiraling of uh, cycle of violence that he already finds himself in um but he's just gonna uh be bullied uh, twice as hard he's he's gonna be messed with uh way more than he already is and borgie's uh, lack of self-esteem lack of confidence and and lack of courage he feels like he he cannot take that mentally or or physically unfortunately that that's why he doesn't uh, stand up for his friend that's why he doesn't talk to adults also i feel like um that aramis kind of brought up earlier that the adults in the film aren't aren't good guidance they aren't good guardians and so it's a double-edged sword where you could take one perspective and you could say borgie doesn't do it because he's he's cowardly and doesn't stand up for his friend then you can go the other way and saying well you know vic's character goes to the office to report cal um doing this and uh, the school faculty don't really do anything. And the the school football team don't do anything with the privileged kids that are messing with the underprivileged kids. In this world that is established, the parents, which are often off camera or when they're on camera are very violent and grungy or aren't helpful at all to these kids. And so um, that's kind of uh, shining illumination on how important communication is between kids and adults. And so there's really two reasons I feel like Borgie doesn't do it. One is because he feels like the school faculty won't do anything. And the other is because he's too cowardly to do anything because he's afraid he'll get bullied just like Cal. And Nicole, your character is a little more invested and kind of romantically takes a turn towards Cal. So why do you think she, she's a little more invested in kind of getting revenge if you will but she's not really reaching out to anyone either so is it the same reasoning do you think because i did notice in the movie it's one of the few times where like you really don't see parents <laughs> like you really don't see anybody and even when they show Kel's mom you don't even see her face they're like so not involved in their world so was do you think that's the reason why she felt like you know when she like picks up the bat 
or wants to get revenge and starts moving in that direction, that's why. And it's better for her to be more involved than to reach out to somebody that will, like, what was your take? Well, Cecily doesn't report the sexual assault um, because she's worried about how it might affect her father, what her father might do if he finds out about this. Um, and then that in turn uh, impacts the whole family dynamic and situation um, that she might have to homeschool again. And it, it just, basically the, there, there's no right answer. As Cyrus said, I mean, you're, you're, you're damned if you don't, you're damned if you do. So, um, I mean, Cecily clearly has a desperate uh, home life and she loves her father um, and tries to protect him um even though he was such a missing figure in her life um which is of course such a, a major theme in the film um kids going down the wrong path because they have no one to turn to um under unforeseen circumstances so Ernest, to ask you like obviously you're kind of a little on the flip side at least in the beginning of the film where you're kind of like the quote-unquote bully right yeah really get some sort of revenge towards the end and the only person that I could see for you when I was watching it that was kind of like a father figure if you will is the coach which yeah. the whole time I'm going this is a horrible like why are you doing a horrible decision yeah. but it's leading him down bad decisions Vic is is certainly made to uh feel like a product uh, I think that's really shown in the end when he's dealing with his injury in the locker room and we're down at halftime uh he tries to rally the team together and they all kind of scoff at him and roll their eyes and I think it's in that moment that he's realized that he's lost all of his power. And the, the only power that he did have in the beginning of the movie was based on his ability to play football. And without that, that being taken away from him, um, he doesn't have the ability to use his power to act like an asshole anymore. Uh, I mean, truly that's, that's what he did in the beginning. He knew that the school needed him. And um, he knew that he could pick on these kids who he deemed inferior to him uh, based on the fact that he was, you know, producing amazing stats for the school. And I think, uh, I think for me, it was, it was really fun to explore that. And, uh, I also really enjoy, um, I enjoy vast character arcs and I feel like Vic's character arc throughout the movie is, is extremely vast. I mean, he starts as the head honcho and then by the end, he's a, he's a palper, you know? I know. And I found that interesting for all three of you, actually. Because I feel like in the beginning, all of your characters are in one spot, right? So, like, Nicole, your character is kind of like, you know, still is kind of like the girl that might have to be homeschooled and people are talking about her and she dresses differently, you know? And then, like, Cyrus, for, like, your character, he's not really standing up to people. He's joking around. He enjoys it, I guess, because it's better than getting made fun of, right? And then Aramis, your character in the beginning is very, like, just what you said, very strong and has the backing of a full football team where sports is just like the end all be all right yeah then by the end of the movie all three of you were in different positions so what was that like filming because all of you have a huge arc in a very short period of time right i think um i think uh it it was it was cool because i, I mentioned earlier that um the cool thing about acting everybody has that emotional spectrum you can pull from all sorts of things that you're either feeling in the moment or that you've been feeling earlier that day and I feel like the character arcs that all of these characters have, you know, Borgie goes from, honestly, I feel like compared to Nicole and Aramis has character arc of being 
cowardly and insecure, but a being able to mask that with comedy to being cowardly and insecure, but being unable to mask that with comedy and stay his best friend in literally the worst way possible, which is with extreme violence. I feel like um, I'm not I'm not denying that Borgie definitely has a change of character and has a has a change of beat. I think uh, I think that the core root of Borgie, his actions from the movie are still stemming from insecurity. And as far as what it was like to experience that on set, you know, again, I was I was younger when I was filming it. I was going through a bad fallout with a friend. I was and I got to talk to Billy and uh, kind of got to talk to uh, you know people on set about what was going on, and they kind of guided me through manifesting that into my performance. Like my mom was there to help me with that. Um, and so as far as experiencing those insecurities and those fears that Borgie was going through on set, I feel like it's human to be insecure and afraid like that. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to feeling that at that young age, especially those who were bullied like me. I guess in terms of going from like the uh, extreme uh, emotions that he goes from from beginning to end of film, I got to pull from real life experiences and manifest what I was going through at the time. Nicole Aramis, is there anything that you guys want to add for like your arc? For your characters they're pretty extreme from the beginning to the end i think um i think it shows how weak vic is near the end because the stuff that they're putting me through is is very much in the same vein of what i put cal through in the very beginning you know and cal handles it uh in a much stronger way than i think vic does uh you see vic cower a lot and you see his inability to have a sense of self and that um he's kind of based his worth on uh you know the way people treat him and not about how he feels about himself and i think that becomes very apparent when uh when miss cecily over here uh <laughs> takes a, a bat to my prized possession it was an accident True, true, true. Totally true. unintentional. It was just a miscommunication. Also rubber bat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, well, for you guys, also, when you guys watched it, did you intentionally notice or did you know about it maybe in advance that there would be almost a lack of adults in the film altogether? And when they are shown, it's either super brief or like I said, for Cal's mom, like you don't even see her face. I mean, like that's how that's how disconnected they are from this world so did you guys like when you guys screened it did you guys notice that or like have a reaction to that oh for sure i mean every time you see cal's mom it's framed in a way where her head is off screen she's in the in the background a little out of focus cal is in the foreground going through an intense moment most definitely i i saw it you know i i felt it more watching it than even uh signing on to do it after reading the script um you know, uh, I, I also, you know, I kind of knew what was going on a, a little bit in terms of the lack of adult figures that 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 particular subject matter in the movie. Um, I talked about, uh, you know, either with other castmates or, you know, with Billy, our director and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was shot really cool. It was one of the first things I noticed because it's so abnormal, right? Like you always see these teens that are like living this crazy cool life, but their parents know about it. And you're like, that's so not real. Like, you know. They wouldn't be like that. And then in this film, it's like they're just so oblivious because like his mom's working or this parent's doing this or like you just don't see them. So they're so absent that it makes sense that these kids would just be doing whatever they want and getting away with whatever they want. You know, yes. so it makes a lot of sense. 
So I have to ask um, Aramis, the dog, did you have to go after the dog? <laughs> I was, I still, now I have a question for you though. I wasn't sure because at first when he brings it up to you, you said, I don't know. You're like, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. So I'm like, oh good, like he didn't do it. Yeah. But then later you're getting like basically attacked, beaten up and kind of admit to doing it. So then I yeah. went, did he do it? Did he not do it? Like, I, I don't know. So did you feel that he did attack the um, dog and antagonize him even further? Uh, I, I definitely think Vic did it. Um, uh, I think that uh, in the beginning, he's still holding on to a bit of the reputation that he has, uh, you know, as the star quarterback, as the one that, you know, kids should be looking up to or as he thinks in his mind. Um, he's still trying to uphold that a bit and he realizes the the levity of what he's done. I think it's the first moment where he's like, okay, shit, like we're actually like too deep in this now. Um, so I think in the beginning when Cal approaches Vic and Vic tells him that no, he didn't do it. I think he's trying to protect his ass. And then I think when uh, it gets to the point in the movie where everybody's kind of turned on Vic at the pep rally, um, everyone, I think they called him Madman or something, right? Madman, Madman, Madman. Uh, and they push me onto uh, the court with him. I think in that moment, I realized, oh, wow, I'm actually losing now. I'm completely losing. And all I had to hold on to was the fact that, you know, I took his, his dog away from him. I took his best friend away from him. And I think in that moment, winning is more important than any reputation that could with, uh, withstand or uphold. And, the, and this is for all of you. You know, I felt like in the film, you know, go so fast and there's, and just how bullying is. And, you know, I was bullied. I feel like everybody has bullying story, right? At some point in their life. This movie does it in such a fantastic way of showing it because it's a one-upper, right? Like, so if you do something to someone, they one-up you and one-up you and one-up you. And when is it too far? So for you guys, how did you feel like when reading the script or taking the part or acting in it, that it's a constant game, literally until the last, I mean, minute of the film where yeah. it's upping every single person. Constantly. Yeah. I think uh, one of the major questions the film is do two wrongs make a right? Um, and that's, uh, like beautifully rung out throughout the duration of the film. Um, it pops up several times and I think it leaves you with that lingering sort of question. As you said, how far is too far? Um, and how do you come back from that, if anything? As far as um, my reaction reading the script, I was very invested. It was one of those moments where, you know, to be honest, when I read a script, the first thing I do is um, I go into that PDF, I type in my character's name, and I look at my scenes, then go back and read the material. Run, I'm like, I'm just going to read the opening scene and see what happens. And I just read that whole thing straight through like it was a damn picture, you know what I'm saying? No, but... um. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Um, it was very cool. I feel like um, uh, definitely the the messaging that, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, definitely came across in terms of lack of communication between kids and adults. You know, I, like I was young when I read it and did it a lot younger than I am now. Um, and so uh, only now in retrospect, do I understand like the what Cameron and, and Bailey were talking about in terms of violence uh, among adolescents, how that uh, the, the root of the issue is isolation and feeling alone. Um, and uh, and yeah, they definitely uh, guided me through that process in a very smart way. Um, and so, yeah, definitely upon reading the script, I definitely felt uh, touched and uh, and invested and I knew I wanted to do it. Yeah, and um, so I have to wrap up. 
but I want to say just really quickly, you guys all did such a fantastic job. The movie, I think is so beautifully done and addresses so many serious issues in a way that will cause discussion. And of course, my just last quick question before I get in trouble. Um, I obviously have to ask about Cameron. I, I'm sure you're getting asked all day about it, but I just wanted to know like what it was like working with him. And then ultimately at the end of the film, they bring up you know his foundation and things that he stood for. And it was so against what you're seeing in the film, which I thought was so beautiful. So I just want to end it with that. If you guys have anything that you want to add about Cameron. Cameron's, uh, he was a real leader uh, in life and uh, during our filming process. Um, I think the, the onset dynamic really trickled down from him because he is the heart of the film. Um, and I said it before, I don't think any of us would have been able to give the performances we gave without Cameron giving what he did. Uh, he's a very giving actor, a very seasoned actor. Um, and on top of all of his talents, he was uh, just as kind as, as he was um, gifted. Uh, he, he always smiled. He was always very positive. He loved his friends. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I think for me, that was, um, one of my favorite parts of doing this project in the first place was being able to reconnect with an old friend and, you know, be a big part of his life before, uh, you know, tragically ended. And it was so evident how much he cared about the work he did. And I learned, I learned a lot from just working so closely with him and just watching him. I mean, he did go method for, for most of this. And I mean, he, he didn't even let his parents come on set to, to watch him. He was just so invested um, in the realm of the character and just, I mean, such, such an inspiration all around. Um, the film hopes to, to shed light on the real damage that bullying can do and the fact that um, many youth don't have access to the proper guidance um, or uh, that their challenges are, are buried or dismissed. Um, and the Cameron Voice Foundation um, has partnered with um, the filmmakers of Runt to really encourage youth to choose positive outlets um, to express themselves um, as opposed to negativity and violence, which is what ultimately happens in our film. So um, it was definitely near and dear to his heart. Well, I wanna thank you guys. I could definitely talk to you for like an hour about this film. I think it was so good. Um, I wanna thank you for addressing the material. I think you all did it in such a mature way that it definitely gets people talking. I was talking to a friend that had seen it already for like an hour, two hours about it. We were like arguing about different sides and what, what we would do in each scenario. And I just think that you guys did a beautiful job and just congratulations. I'm so happy for you guys. And I hope that you have a full press day today with a ton of people. So thank you. And we will do everything we can to promote it because I think it's such an important film. And thank your you. acting is amazing for all of you guys. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, Monica. Thank you.